Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to One for the Weekend. Really? What? He's had a tough week as our Flav. Um, we'll have to talk about that, but there's lots of other things to be spoken about. Why one do we? This will cheer you up. No, I don't think we do have to talk about it. It's one for the weekend, yeah? One for the weekend coming. That's yeah. what it is. It's not one for last weekend, because that would be something else. That would be a review show. Mm. This is a preview, preview show. show. Yeah. So, no, Jim. Well, we'll see. We'll see how the podcast unfolds. I feel like we, should, we need to kind of talk. Well, it'll be a one-sided conversation. Okay. Tell you that for free. Well, yeah, you're, I mean, you're a Spurs fan. I'm a QPR fan. Oh, you do? It would be a one-sided event. We are, well, we'll talk about that soon enough, I'm sure. Uh, we're going to talk about lots of different things. We're going to give you some reasons to listen. We're going to be talking about uh, Man United. Got an important sponsor this week. We do. Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, Gamble Aware are sponsoring the podcast this week. So we're going to be talking about uh, their new campaign as well, which is, it's a, it's a talking point that I think a lot of people would shy away from, but not here, not on this podcast. We'll talk about Man City versus Chelsea, which is a big game this weekend. Uh, we're going to have some mid-table musings for all you mid-table fans. And we've got some of your favourites as well at the end of the podcast, including Find A Way and an update from VTalks. Bagel oh, Guy yes. has got in touch. Oh, okay. where's he been? Okay, and final thing, yeah, look, let's talk about it. So the podcast this week is um, sponsored by uh, the Gamble Aware charity who have a, a new campaign which is asking the question, is betting taking away your love of football? So the campaign is called um, Can We Have Our Ball Back? It's designed to challenge the relationship between betting and football. Um, and uh, the video is, is kind of playing over the top as we're chatting now. Excuse me. I'm sorry, is our ball here? He's heavy. I can't see it. It's slipping. Well, where is it? Yes, it's a great tackle. What's that for? Where's it gone? We got the ball. Where's it gone? Is betting taking away our love of the game? You can go and check that out. We've got a link in the description where you can check out that full video. But I think the, the what it's trying to say, this, this charity, and there's been some stuff that's come out in the news today, actually, about how um, betting within television and the advertisement of it is going to be sort of banned. Um, and it's well, they, They've made a voluntary... Ma- uh, yeah. Uh, voluntary. It's not being banned. They're, they're Sorry. They're going to... Well, yeah, they're going to they're stop doing it. Remove it, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Remote Gambling Association, the RGA, which has got... A, a load of bookies, won't say their names. Um, they, uh, yeah, they've voluntarily decided to, around the 90 minutes of the game, not, uh, not do any betting advertising, which is going to change. It's going to change the the look of uh, football quite a bit, isn't it? Certainly in, in TV, if you think of the adverts and how, and how many there are. Yeah, um, and I think obviously the issue is that um, it's like betting's also it's becoming more of or as much part of the game than the game <coughs> itself. So obviously they, they said like, like betting can be fun at football. For a lot of people it is fun, but it, and it's obviously great when an accumulator comes in, but it's not why people fell in love with the game. Yeah. And I can understand, I, I do understand that the, the point of the campaign in that regard is when you've got people betting against their own teams because that helps support their accumulator. 
it kind of does spit in the face of the fabric of the game somewhat because football's always about your own team playing out of your own area and whoever comes is kind of like the enemy. Mm. Whereas, except when it's betting, you go, well, forget all that because that helps yeah, my look at the help, odds. Helps my odds, yeah? Yeah. So, um, so I, I see that, that as an issue and obviously there's a, a wider issue of young people getting um, caught up in this and, um, you know, that it's become so entrenched with football that, that young people think it's completely normal mm. and that's that's dangerous you know it, gambling's fine if as long as you you know you, you keep control of it you can have a lot of fun with it as well but when it, it becomes so entrenched there is there is some risk that there there be damage happening absolutely and i think in this age where you know everyone's on the internet constantly when you have that the the kind of it's going to be harder for you to regulate what uh, what you know, youngsters are, are seeing because you can just write down um, the fact that you're you're 18, even if the, even if you aren't when you're sort of signing up for for a bookie or whatever. Yeah. So I think that the two big things here that the campaign's trying to get across is is one kind of just think about this and talk about this, talk about the ha- gambling is not it shouldn't be something that's um, totally normalised for for children. But like anything, like having a drink or doing whatever you want to do, there are vices that you can do in moderation, and it can be okay. But look, I, it's it's getting to a. It has got to. But when you think about it, the ninety-five percent of TV adverts are all bookies. Mm. So that's on the that's on the broadcasters as well. That there needs to be an element where they're not. There shouldn't. If you've got six adverts in your ad breaks, then really. You don't need to. You don't need ninety-five percent to be booked. And this is the thing: is that ultimately people will, will go where the money is because ultimately it is about um, creating profit. The whole whole game is a business. But I think this is a good starting point actually for for just a discussion. Mm. Let's actually talk about this and be aware of what 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 this is and what we're all doing, and um, and make steps going forward to make uh, the process of incorporating betting into media. A, a more positive and wholesome yeah. um, well, that's a way the of, of doing things. That's There's the name of the charity, isn't it? You know, Gamble Aware. That's, all, that's what they're trying to kind of get across with this. Um, and so if uh, Gamble Aware, the, the charity, they provide uh, free help and advice to anyone who's worried about their, their own gambling or that of a loved one. Um, so we'll put that in the description as well. But yeah, if you just go and Google it, of course, and search Gamble Aware, then you can, you can have access to all of that stuff. And, uh, and make sure you use the uh, hashtag, can we have our ball back? Uh, if you want to tweet about this and talk about this, um, but it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, let, let's know what you think in, in, yeah. in the comments below. I think, I think that's the next stage is that they're talking about sort of as is it nine of the twenty Premier League teams have got gambling sponsors. And so again, I think it's it's been there's there's a lot of it, isn't it? And it's like anything, there needs to be a needs yeah, to be yeah. And, and in football, as with anything, a lot of things go unchecked <coughs> until, until they're challenged, and everything should be challenged, every aspect of, of, of football. So you know, and then we'll get to a point where we've got a more wholesome game. Tambri is on the ones and twos. His roller coaster ride with the comment section continues. <laughs> um, how are you, T? I'm doing great. Doing great. I'm doing good. Okay. He's deciding to kick what? off on a on a Positive. polite. What what, um, what what did the people make? Did anyone comment the fact we mic'd him up? Um, I think one person didn't like it. Other people did like it. I'm fine with it. You mic'd up today. I am mic'd up. He's yeah. mic'd up today, which is good. I think it's good because then you can actually hear what he's saying. However, there was. Probably more hatred in the comments than I've seen before towards any of us, yeah. and it was it was because of the Hasselbank fiasco. Because he never week. heard of Hasselbank. He hadn't heard of Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Can now, I just make a comment on your uh, your top there? Sorry, it's a bit tight. Been uh, working out, have you? No, got I've a bit wampy. I've actually lost a bit of weight, but no. uh, but yeah. can no do it again? No, no sorry. Yeah. All right, make me feel awkward. Uh, let's make Tampa feel awkward. Hasselbank, Great. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. What the f- have you done some reading up? Do you know who he is now? Still don't care. If there's a bit of a bit of an argument going on in the comments when we're talking about, say, Man United, Mourinho, should he go? Man City, are they buying the title? Things like that. When there's a little bit of an argument going on in the comments, if someone, if it gets to a point where they go, right, look, we're not, we're, we're butting heads on this, whoever's oldest wins the argument. Yeah. I think that's what should be happening. Yeah, because you get reward for being older. And, yeah, um, yeah you're, like a, you're a one for the weekend. Yeah, so if there is a, a button, if you're in the comment section or chat room, whatever you call it, yeah. Um, yeah, just put your, at the end of the argument, just put your age and that's whoever's the oldest wins. But, Flav, we need to talk about this, mate. What? We're going to have to talk about it, I'm afraid. 
the fixtures this week. Unbelievable. So many derby games. Nice. I was really surprised oh, by that. Why? Oh, I, I thought, thought, I thought yeah, I know you didn't every week. Every week? There's, there's, there's so, so many. Well, recently, there's been quite a few. It's good to know about derby yeah. games. Yeah. It is, isn't it? I know you just just then you were saying that you didn't want to talk about it, but I think we should dive into All it. All right. And so quite a few derby games are revealing themselves to me personally, and also my Twitter account. Thank you for everyone who got in touch. Uh, Bournemouth versus Liverpool, the first game of the weekend, which is the Jordan Ibe derby. Yeah. Some people call it the Brad Smith derby, but I think we all know this, the Jordan Ibe Brad derby. Smith is a guy with very big ears. Jordan Ibe? No, Brad Smith. Brad Smith? Who am I thinking of? Jones, I'm thinking of Brad, Brad Jones. Was Brad Jones was probably the worst goalkeeper Liverpool have ever had. Yeah, sorry, I was thinking about Brad Jones. Yeah, oh, ginormous ears. He played for P- PSV Eindhoven as well. Brad Jones. Yeah. What have we talked about it on this podcast? The the third choice goalkeeper. Have we talked about that here? Maybe. Like the life. What is the life of a third choice goalkeeper? Oh, it's a wonderful. It's a wonderful time. Is it though? Yeah. Because I don't think I would want to earn my living by just sitting doing nothing. I don't think that. And and they know they're never going to be good enough. A third choice keeper is really important in a squad because you, they have to be Banter. poor enough. Oh. They have to know their ability to just be okay with just be making up the numbers yeah. and then hope one day that you get a chance. So Jazz and Neger at Spurs, he played a couple of games for Southampton and they said he's like the worst thing they've ever seen. He's oh, yeah. played for Spurs and done absolutely nothing wrong. Like he's, he's now a second choice coach. So he's worked up one. Right. But I wonder how he's dealing with the mental stress that he might actually have to have a prolonged period in, in the Spurs. It's weird, isn't it? Because like, I mean, the, the greatest of all the, or greatest or worst, whichever way you want to look at it, of all third choice goalkeepers, of course, are Richard Wright, yeah. who stole and is still stealing money from Man City. Not as a player now, he's in the coaching staff at, at what's he But what, what's he going to teach him? What is Richard Wright going to teach Edison about anything? Yeah. You says, what is it, like getting up from uh, a chair? No. It's about it, isn't it? Patience. That's the only thing you can teach him. Yeah, that's just, true. Just by he made, what was it? He made well over like 1.7 million per appearance. He played four games in a, in a four-year like in four years at Man City, and, number three. And, and 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 do you think like when his kids go, oh, what what do you do for a living with? I was a goalkeeper, son. Oh yeah, who did you play for? Any f- no one. Yeah. I didn't play. <laughs> Ipswich yeah. when I was sixteen. Him and, and there must have been a few times over the years where him and Stuart Taylor just like just called up each other. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, they give me another year. I know. Can't believe, believe it. it. <laughs> <laughs> they giving you another year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> they made me part of the coaching setup. Yeah. What are they yeah. thinking? I've got a fucking clue. I don't know what I'm doing. I just play League Cup games where we dominate. Well, I'm just fine. hoping I don't get found out one day. And they never did. No, they never did. Stuart Taylor, I think, is still at Southampton, maybe. Yeah. Same haircut as well. Um, what was it? Oh, yeah, fixtures. Back to fixtures. Arsenal versus Huddersfield. Town. The. Oh, hang on a minute. We might be all right this season, Derby. Both Huddersfield and Arsenal after a. Well, probably both going into the season thinking. Mm. They're both thinking. They're both feeling good. Right. Twenty games unbeaten, Arsenal. Good times for Arsenal. Yeah, cool. Uh, Burnley versus Brighton, which I've got a couple here, but uh, one was sent in by someone. And I thought it was much better. Mine was it. Initially, it was the the hard B derby because you got three Bs in the Premier League. Yeah, you've got Bournemouth as well, but Burnley and Brighton are far harder than Bournemouth as a squad, as a collective. Yeah, but actually, then someone. Uh, Notice that actually it's the uh, why isn't he in the England squad after a couple of decent games, Darby? Yeah, <laughs> so Glenn true Murray. that Glenn Murray, any Burnley player, Ben Mee, probably. Yeah, um, I like that one. That's good. Uh, Cardiff versus Southampton, um, the style versus substance derby. Cardiff, I think Cardiff might stay up, you know. Yeah, I look, he's they are looking okay. They're looking, they look, they shouldn't, their squad isn't a Premier League side. And they've got a manager who isn't a Premier League manager. Why do you keep saying that? Because what's he done in the Premier League? All he's famous for is getting teams promoted. Ten teams or something, what it is. He's, been, he's, managed, he's managed us and, and we were never in the bottom three and then he got, he got the sack. Yeah, he got the sack. Pr- a lot so of people say unfairly. A lot of people got, say unfairly. Well, unfairly or not, he, he, he <coughs> couldn't cut sorry. it in the Premier League. Um, sorry, guys, I've got a bit of a cough. Um, he couldn't cut it in the Premier League. Sheffield United. Number, yeah. Sheffield United what, what had happened? a squad that no, they weren't expected to stay up. Well, and, 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 and there you go, again. You can't buy, it doesn't have the acquisitional power or draw. Imagine like, I don't know, it's Christian Eriksen. I'm defending him, I don't like it. <laughs> Christian Eriksen going up to Neil Warnock. Want to buy you, son. Want to buy you. And he's looking around and he's like, what are you? What are you? Mm. Do you know what I mean? A the, thumb. Yeah, well, it's like a thumb with a wig on. 
Yeah, and um, you know, so it's a, but they are they're, they're doing the business. They're, they're doing they're, they're overachieving, and I I hope that they do stay up because football has become so formulaic now. It was like the footballing gods looked down and when Leicester won the league and they were like, I'm not having that again. I'm not having that again. No more. All of the shit teams are going to be shit forever. Yeah, it does feel like that a bit, doesn't it? Um, so they, it'd be a great thing if they stay up. And, and they do remind me of the, the, the great Stoke City side that came up and stayed up. Just yeah. pure shithousery. Power. Hard nuts. Apart from Junior Hoylet. Um, he scored a screamer, didn't he, the other week? Mm. Um, against Southampton, who just, it's like a, like, like a shit cloud. Well, Spurs played, yeah, Spurs played against Southampton, didn't they? And they did all right. Like, can't defend. I can't defend at all no. at this stage. But, you know, they've got their new manager. Never heard of him. RP, RB Leipzig. I keep forgetting his bloody name. I've got it here somewhere. Yeah, um, but he, they, they, they didn't do too badly against Spurs. Um, they probably had another couple Ralph of goals. Ralf Hasenhudl. Yeah, he had two seasons at um, RB. He is the first Austrian manager ever to be a Premier League manager. Alright. Yeah. yeah. Is that is that alright? Clapping that? Where's Christian Grace from? Switzerland. Um none of the last seven permanent uh, Southampton managers have won their first Premier League game. Doesn't really but make any difference, is it? Doesn't matter. This guy, he looks he sounds pretty good. He got 120 points during his two seasons at um Leipzig. Where are you putting all this information from? This wasn't on the run. It was, I've got it right here. Uh, for in yeah, in two seasons, 120 <laughs> points. Only Bayern Munich, 166 points, which I had a lot more. But only only those guys did better in that in that period. Um, we had it with Fulham the other week, who were playing Southampton. That first game back, you then look to the fixtures and go, who they got? And you do wonder again. I think chairmen are doing this more and more often, where they sack them just before a game that they've got a massive chance of winning. Yeah, because they played. Yeah, they had Man United then. Had you yesterday? Yeah. Um, but now, now they got Cardiff away. Yeah. So which is obviously a much more winnable game. So they've got a, they've got a good chance. That said, the Alcock gut, which is generally pretty bang on, got the Fulham score right. I'm receding. Well, yeah, hopefully. Um, I t- I've got a feeling that's going to be a draw. Okay. Okay. Um, we carry on. Yeah. Man United uh, versus Fulham, the Paul Parker derby. Paul Parker. No. Quizbot Rangers legend. I would like, I prefer Dimitar Berbatov derby. Well, I don't. Okay. <laughs> um, Man United are initial, uh, a weird one, aren't they? Four, is it four draws on the bounce? Or is it four without a win? Um, Should have got beaten. Four without a win. Is it four without a win? So, Tammy, of course, Man United fan. The, uh, let's go into this. Let's dive into been, this. Tammy, you should, you should have been beaten handsomely by Arsenal yesterday. Well, no. Yesterday... The thing is, is we are so bad, and yeah. we yeah. we know we're bad. Got it. We understand we're bad. Got it. Should we? I was expecting so much worse than that. And this is a weird thing. There's a couple of people picking up on this. Is that look look at Tanvi's face? He looks dehydrated because he's been worrying about about Man United so much. Right. And his expectations <laughs> of Man United. Wonder where you're going. Yeah. His expectations of Man United right. have, have dropped to such levels that they're happy with a. Gritty draw at home. Well, I wouldn't say against that. a team that hasn't beaten them since 2006. Like, what, what is what is Man United's upper limit? What what do you what do you I want? Just say what do you want from the season? I, that was just in recent times that we've. Tanvir, answer the question. What do you t- want? For God's sake. What do you want? I don't even know what I want. I'm going to take whatever I'm given. What do you mean? <sighs> he is struggling. Just so. Every time I think we're going to do something good, we end up being terrible. Are you talking about the podcast you're talking about Man United? I think Mourinho's lost. Mate, I snapped this week. He's gone. He's got to go, mate. Got to go. It's time to go. Is he any good? Is, go he, is he good, though? Is he good? He, mate, he has lost it. He, and he's only still in that job because it's such a high-profile job and he's got so much history behind him. Any other manager creating a, a team that is playing like that at any other club, getting the results that, in comparison to what they should be doing, these guys are eighth in the league. Minus yeah. goal difference. Only team in the top nine with a minus goal difference. They are <laughs> dogs. And he's, he needs, he has to go. Oh I'm not that guy, I know. I normally I'm not that guy. Mourinho, I'll miss him once he's gone. <coughs> he's got to go. It's not working out at yeah, all. Yeah, it's, um, it's, 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 yeah, it's time to go. Uh, in your last meeting, Man United versus Fulham, 
In February 2014, Flav, Man United produced a tally of 81 crosses against Fulham. The most in a Premier League match since 2003-2004. And they drew that game. Wow, that's a good stat. <laughs> they drew that game. Do you remember that game? I like that. That, that, was, a, that was quite a big... That's useful. Thank you. That was a quite a big game for David Moyes. That was like, right, you've run out of ideas. That was the day we became a meme all over the mm. internet. Four years on, do you feel like you've moved forward as a club? I mean, I'd hope so. I'd hope if we put 83 or 84 crosses or whatever it was in, we'd actually win the game. Well, so you probably would this time because you've got Fellaini and you've got Matic and you've got Lukaku and loads of other big players that Mourinho likes to throw on. Yeah. Also, um, yeah, uh, th- th- where's the self-respect for, for Man United and the fans? Like, You'd, yeah. this guy, yes, this guy's uh, just an idiot. Yeah. And he's, he's spitting on your badge, essentially, by the way he's behaving and the way he's talking. Lee Dixon saying that Got he's to trying to get himself the he's sack. He's trying to get himself sacked. Is he trying to get himself the sack, Tanvir? Tom no, mic'd up. Let us know. You're listening to Lee Dixon. <laughs> uh, Lee Dixon is a, uh, he's a very respected pundit. And a very nice man. Great. We'll go with that. Let's move Do on. Do you think he's what, doing that, though? What... what what I mean, I'll it's a lot of money for him. A lot of money. His contract. What's he? When did he sign a new deal last season? Last I don't think he's doing that. Last year. So he's got three years on it. Yeah. Say so, <laughs> say he's got three years, and each season he gets paid ten million pound a season. No one on earth is going to say, "Oh well, I'm, I'm going to walk away and turn down thirty mil." He's certainly not. Gonna, he's not going to resign, is he? There's absolutely no way, isn't it? Nope. Um, Sorry, I just wanted to... Uh, you are in a pickle. You are in a pickle. Just, just what, what do you predict right now? What do you predict that result is going to be? Not just, it's just Fulham. the manner of the result. I reckon it's a horrible 1-0. <sighs> just a 1-0 get, get over I the line. Scrappy goal. I think you might be right. I think 1-0. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe a one all. Imagine if Fulham go 2 up early. Like, like Southampton did. Do you know what the, the, I thought Eric Bailly did well last night against, uh, against Arsenal. That's nice. And uh, he's trying to get the fans going, which I thought was good. Yeah. Um, Did they get going? Probably not. Uh, a little no, bit. Yeah, not bad, not bad support. Yeah. Um, sorry, I've got Better these really good stats. No. I, just like, I like to talk about it when it's Man United, because I want to get to the bottom of this. Man United have made 46 changes to their starting 11. 46. Doesn't know what he's doing. Overall this season, including seven in the midweek draw to Arsenal. No side has made as many as the Red Devils in the Premier League this Season. Why is he making so many changes, Tanvir? You're part of this podcast now. Give me some answers. We do have a lot of injuries, but he is, in general, he is always swapping the lineup around and stuff as well. He's he's in his office going, what do I do? What do I do? It's like when you're playing Championship Manager. Mm, Do you reckon he's just playing bingo and putting anyone he wants? Let's just change. Yeah. Hopefully this will work. Maybe he is is doing exactly that because in the last 20 minutes of games, if they're not winning, he just goes long ball. Just changes the tactics, (laughs) direct. On get, the ball. Get top. Um, he's not going well, is it? No. Let's be honest. Um, where will you finish this season? Top four. Come on now. <laughs> Come You're, you are out top of your four. mind. Top if four. you if you finish in the top half, it's a good season. Yeah. A top four, top four finish. I'll take that. You said, and you said be, yourself, be you'll good. take what you're given. It'll be good for, for be good for football if they finish sort of fourteenth. It'd be great, wouldn't it? It'd just be a laugh, wouldn't it? Will he last the, the season the if they big, finish 14? The big, yeah, because they're not going to spend 30 million getting rid of him. So just stay forever. Wow. And as they just spiral into mid-table mediocrity. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Uh, yeah. Isn't it? Uh, West Ham versus Happen. Crystal Palace. West, I've, got, I've got nothing to say about this. Can we move on? The James Tonkins derby. Right, oh good. God. Next one. Um, Chelsea versus Man City, which is a 5.30 game on Saturday, which is the questionably sourced Rich's derby. Sorry, is he any good? Well, this is also what I would call the possession derby, because both teams, they love a bit of possession. And there are only two teams this season to record more than 300 possession sequences of 10 or more passes. So on 300 separate occasions, they've had 10 or more passes right. on the ball. That's nice. So that's miles more than any of the other uh, big six. But the difference is, City, a third of, their, of those sequences end up in a shot or a, or a goal. Right. Or a touch in the penalty area. Whereas Chelsea, it's only 18%. So it's like considerably less. Yeah, because they're not Manchester City and they don't have the same players. Or, you know, it's Manchester City are, let's not talk about them again. Ch- Chelsea, though. We're talking about Man City. We're allowed to talk about Man City. I get they're good. Do you know what, This good. is the other thing, right? They're insanely good. Everyone. They are unplayable. I get it, but they're only two points clear of Liverpool. Everyone needs to calm down. Everyone's, like, everyone's getting so angry about the Man City thing. 
about how good they are. I, and I, they are really good, I get it. But they're only two points clear. They draw this one game, Liverpool win their game, they are above them in the table. I don't want to think about that. Le- Liverpool have to play... Uh, 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 they, ha- they have to basically win every game in the season to challenge them. So you win a game 3-0, OK? I win a game 1-0. How many points do you get? Three points. How many points do I get? You get three points. OK. The next week, I win uh, 1-0. Can you see Man City? you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's can pretty you, simple. Can you see Man City get, get beat? Can you see them getting beat? Sure, they can nearly... You see, can you see Liverpool getting beat? Um, I can see both of them getting beat. I think Watford, I watched the Watford City game earlier in the week and for the first half, Ben Foster kept the minute, he made some great saves, but in the second half, Watford started to get their act together a little bit and in the last five or six minutes, they had a, had a couple of good chances to, to get themselves the, the draw and, like, and obviously the, the line where people, if people don't watch that game, they, don't, they look at it and go, oh, they ne- they, did they nearly get a draw? God, is that as bad as it could be? Yeah. But that's football, like you can, you can have loads and loads of shots and not concede you can have low you can have two shots and score a goal like things happen like all the time what is going to be interesting is that in this christmas period that we're now diving into head first how both both teams got really good squads liverpool made a lot of changes um against burnley wasn't it yeah um, they were they were one 0 down and made some changes. Origi didn't last the game, so not normally you'd expect them they to. They changed the front three didn't start, did they? I yeah, think. but Two they um, that, but still they were in control and they deserved their, their win. But but yeah, my point is is that you can only get three points, and so if they if if Liverpool get to February, They're and Man City have played so well, and Liverpool are two points off them, it's on. Yeah, look, uh, Liverpool have done it the right way, haven't they? Whereas Man City haven't, and I think that's that's the that's the key argument. What, Hope, hopefully, the money. for the sake of football, but not our own sanity, Liverpool win the win the league. I've, yeah, I think I think Man City will probably win the league. I'd be amazed if they don't. But I don't think it's as as dire as people are saying. Because it's look at the table. There's two points in it between two teams. But the, the, the if, as you understand football, <coughs> you know that the likelihood is that Liverpool won't be able to maintain this. You don't know that. I don't know that, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going by what I know about football. And I would assume, based on this, that Liverpool won't last the pace. But there's also been years where Man City have won a hell of a lot of games, 4-0, 5-0, and still not won the league. That's the other thing, is, is that how easily they're just walking through teams. It looks like they're not even bothering. It's, um, and that's down, that is, that's down the, to the tenacity and the man management, and then the tactical management. Guardiola yeah. and that's the difference between that's what I look at Mourinho now and I'm just like they're getting nothing from you you're just you're, you're he's a pantomime villain and although that's enjoyable from a neutral's point of view in terms of you know the entertainment that he offers he's and I actually like it when I like it when he kind of wins games because I like I, I like that little smile on his face when he kind of like he gets it but He's not offering enough to that team. That team is a mess. The tactics of that team is a mess. Yeah. The amount of changes, 46 changes, is a mess. Yeah. But Man City, Chelsea this week. Like again, Chelsea have lost, have fallen off a cliff with their uh, their form in the last couple of weeks. Well, pumped by you. Yeah. Did get the win against Fulham. Too fair. Lost to Wolves uh, yesterday. Well, losing to well, Wolves at Molyneux is no shame this season. They are much better than. I expected them to be. The second half against Chelsea, they were excellent. Chelsea were less so. Second half against Tottenham when we played them, um, they didn't deserve to be, they, they more than deserved to be a free-all game, that one, but l- luckily we held on. But they were very good. Mm. Really technically gifted. I, I think they're lovely. Lovely footballers. Lovely footballers. Oh, lovely. And uh, there's, there's a new guy, I think his name was Gibbs White, the 18-year-old yeah, guy. Yeah, Amazing, set up the goal. Yeah. Um, but Chelsea, I just think, like, I think the reason I brought up that stat was because they are going to dominate games, but I think you're now seeing that teams are figuring them out a bit and figuring out how important Jorginho is. If you stop Jorginho, then you've got a really good chance. And actually, players like Willian and Pedro, they're good if the whole team's flying, but individually, well, you stop Jorginho they lack the pace. And you, they can really ex- lack the pace. you can expose Kante as well because he's not doing what he's brilliant at because he's being played out of position. Although he played in, yeah, he played in the right position uh, against Wolves. Um, and it still was, wasn't enough. Um, the, their issue with Chelsea, and I'm sure they'll remedy this in January, is well, the major issues defensively, um, but not having a number nine who's worth anything. anything. Yeah. 
Like if you think uh, Aubameyang, imagine Aubameyang was at uh, Chelsea. He's, he's just a totally transformed. He's transform brilliant, team. that guy. Um, next game is Leicester versus Spurs, which is the slabhead derby. <laughs> Harry Maguire versus Eric Dyer. Good. Um, we need to talk about it, mate. We're gonna have to talk about it. <sighs> Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, that's the derby, didn't you? Yeah. Enjoy it? Did I enjoy it? Good day, was it? Um... You're bumming in the league, aren't you? Bumming in the league. I, I mean, we talked about it on the pod. I, you know how much I hate them. And the only thing I can take away from that game, so I've got to be honest, like I said before, the last time the beaters, you have to take your medicine. They were excellent. They were so, they were so good. Their press was insane. I, I, <laughs> I just couldn't, couldn't compete. And um, I think a lot of that was down to our um, personnel, what we had av- available, the players we had. Mr. Um, Mele, didn't he, big time? Yeah, and I think Pochino made a massive mistake by not starting Winks. Have we all underestimated Arsenal? Well, I, no, I don't think... I, I haven't. You have. Yeah, I think I did. I, I, I said that Emery's got them playing as well. They're still defensively... There's issues defensively there. We, Despite not playing well, we got at them several times. And I just think a better midfield, it would have been a different game. But, you know, taking my Spurs hat off, can't take anything away from their performance, and uh, obviously their fans absolutely loved it. It's, you know, it's like they won the league. Yeah, uh, which is which is what a derby win should be. Well, that's weird. That, yeah, you were saying that before we started. The weirdly, that was kind of a, that was a nice element of it that actually it meant so much to Arsenal fans, which it should do. Well, yeah, it should do, and it was boring. It, it, it went for years, <laughs> years and years and years of them going. You know, this 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 isn't important to us. It's like just another game mm. as a stick to beat us with but in this instance you know you look at it and like how how much it meant to them that's rivalry that's what it's about that hatred that's what i love it fuels me mm. you know when thinking about this because football is it can be insipid it can it can be dull yeah. most of the football matches are dull if you're being honest but that was just full of passion and what a game. it was a great game it was a great game and this is the thing like the fa's charging both teams with um, what's it? Shithousery. With well, it, they just what is it? Failing control their players or whatever. That was the one of the best advertisements for Premier League football. You had everything. Yeah, yeah. And I've got no issue with Aubameyang goading Spurs fans, and Arsenal fans shouldn't have any issue with Eric Dyer goading them, because we want our players to give a shit. Yeah, yeah. We want our players to care and behave like fans in an ideal world, mm. and they don't ever. But they got they it. They do now. They it's got happening, it. isn't it? Yeah. It's certainly happening with, the, with some players. And, you know, we're not supposed to like each other. We're not supposed to like each other's players. 
And that demonstration, because it was a throwback to derbies of old, and it was unfortunate that Arsenal beat us. Obviously, it wasn't unfortunate. It was deserved. It, you know, they deserved everything. Um, but it was nasty. It was football at its corest. None of those players were thinking about their wage check. They were thinking about beating yeah, the opposition. Yeah. And it was gutting. I can't tell you how gutted I was afterwards, as I should be. Um, but that's football. That was what's great about football. And... You know, it's, Are you it's still there. So how do you feel about the well, you got a League Cup semi final coming up, but like the uh the return the return leg. You got are you excited about the return leg? Now? What play, playing them at home? Yeah. Yeah. I'm mean, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. But um it's the Arsenal way is uh, you know, we've won one game in As good as and sorry, as as good as Arsenal did, do you think they'll finish um above, above Spurs at the end? Mm, they're really good, so they have every chance. Sitting on the fence. Um, yes or no? I think I think Spurs will still finish above them, but <laughs> my guy. I think um, I'm just thinking realistically. You know, they are so much better than this season than they were under Wenger last year. And, and I know it's been a kind of theme throughout when you look at the other managers. Emery has got them playing on the front foot, playing with with no fear, Ooh. and that comes with like comes with information. It comes with tactical um, a tactical plan, mm. and he's given that to these Arsenal players. And I go back to Man United again. Look at them. You've got Rashford working his bollocks off. You've got Herrera at times working hard because I think he's a good pro. By a little bit, but then after that, they're just all a bit of a mess at the moment, and. Uh, that's why it needs to go, um, in my opinion. Uh, the last thing we'll do before we get into the, the good stuff, in my opinion. Actually, we've got two things, actually, because we need to talk about uh, Gabler Ware. Uh, very uh, briefly, some uh, mid-table musings. I looked at the mid-table. Tammy, you put a picture up here, mate. And um, I looked at it, and I was just like, I can't figure out who is the best team after that Man United squad is obviously very, very good. But you've got Everton in sixth, and then Bournemouth, Man United, Leicester City, Brighton, Watford, Wolves, and West Ham. Of those teams, which, which team do you think will finish highest? So we're not including Man United, no? No, you expect them to rise, wouldn't you? Well, maybe. But um, I like Wolves. I love I loved just the way they've been playing. I think Everton, clearly, you know, in terms of... The squad is very good. The squad's good and whatnot. Yeah. But in terms of who's been playing the best football out of that team, Wolves have... Mm-hmm. You know, and they have been beat. They have been beat. <coughs> but you've got to look at them as a championship side that's come up. Obviously, with players that, that that should be playing in the Premier League. In any case, Neves, Moutinho. You know, the, you wouldn't expect them to be playing in the championship. Mm. So, um, but the fact that they've gone about it in the way that you think we're going to play the way we want to play football, and we're going to get results. You know, him, them, and, and Bournemouth. How they've done it over the years, the last few years. It's it's impressive. It's yeah. nice to see. I like all of these teams as well because, and the reason I want to talk about it is because they're crucial to the league, to the strength of the league. Because yeah. obviously, because it's a third of the league, but because we need these results. We need Wolves beating uh, Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. We need those results to happen to keep it exciting. And you've got a lot of teams here that I think in other years there's so much quality in the Premier League now. It's it's, it's unbelievable. But a lot of these teams have got. They've got a bit of like flair. West Ham have got that in in Anderson on Leicester City have got it in um, in Madison. Um, Bournemouth play great football. I think you've got a lot of really like good yeah, footballing teams Callum, in there. Callum Wilson there, but uh, uh, um, doing great. Bournemouth as well. Everton like you know Yerry Mina's now starting to play games. Andre that, Silva. Gomez is class. Sorry, Andre as Gomez. Well. Or, yeah, he's Sigurdsson. He is. So He's a delight to and watch then, Yeah, I just think it's like there's a lot of good football going on and I'm intrigued to see who finishes top. So we let us know in the comments below, who out of these guys do you think is going to finish uh, finish sixth? Let's have sixth. We, are, we, have our, you know, we have our new chief of police. Chris Scott was announced last week. Uh, for those of you who don't know, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, we have here at One for the Weekend, um, we have the best comment section on the internet. So thank you, all of you. And make sure you just check in right now and hit the like button. Um, but what we've had over, over time is we've, we've asked people to go, if they see something that we don't like, a bit of a less of that. Just type in less of that. And we wanted someone to be the chief of police. Now, Chris Scott was the chief of police. He was announced. He won a poll. Yeah. Beat Key and Vince. But then the next week, 
He wasn't in the comments. Why do they keep doing this? Well, that was no, no, that was last week. Right. So we asked. You might remember Flav, Tampa. You might remember this one. We asked Garrett. Course. Garrett, Garrett is the honorary president of Ball Street and, life, and Lifetime Achievement Award, and, and he's also winner of the Lifetime Achievement Award. To, we wanted to know what he thought about it, right. so we've asked him about his thoughts on this situation because ultimately he, he's the daddy. Um, whereas Chris Scott got my original vote, and I think he doesn't need to have a native post as chief of police because I'd gone through the comments and. I hadn't seen a native post, so he might have replied to someone, but I don't think he did when he came back, he apologised. Mm. As long as he's appropriately handing out less of that to offending commenta- commenters, can't say that, the commenters. Commenters. Um, but I voted him because he was the best of the three that were available. There was Archie McVicker, I think, and Kean Vince as well. My personal endorsement, however, goes to Tom Cash. Whoa. Who is uh, who he's lively in the in the comments based on his manifesto last week? Constable Cash appears to have submitted his paperwork a little late, but I think he should still be under consideration. Ultimately, the proof is in the participation, and PC Scott and PC Cash should both should both be given the chance to show their worth in this week's comments. Well said, Garrett. Right. I think uh, I think you're bang on there. So yeah, for now, Chris Scott, you're fine. Or PC Scott, just make sure you know, just stay on it. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. So we've got a PC Scott and a PC Cash. Well, I think it's too early to uh, truly announce PC Cash. I don't mean look, he's a, he's an advisor here, Garrett, but ultimately we've got the power. I quite like it. I think we should give it to Cash as well. Two. All right. All right. What you got two chief of police? Well, How's the last work? time we've done them, they haven't done anything. So yeah. maybe having two that someone well, might actually start doing idea. doing the job properly. Okay. Well, as as Garrett said himself, both are now given the chance. Get in the comments section. See what you can do. Clean yeah. up those streets. Yeah. Uh, right, Find A Way, which I forgot last week because it was such a jam-packed uh, podcast. Um, Flav, can you explain Find A Way? Find A Way is when um, you the, the, there are circumstances in your life which would otherwise hinder your prospects of watching the football match you want to, but yet you find a way to watch that game. These are the stories. Have you got music or something? Yeah, no, I had it. No, I've already said it, but I didn't. Do you want to carry on talking? No. Okay. What is this? What no, music have you found? What was that though? I don't know, it's a bit strange, isn't it? Alright, find a way this week. Is this the call of G- have you used the call of Jesus? No. no. it's something different. Oh. We're fine, we won't get copyrights right as long as we keep talking over it. Leif Alwan. <coughs> Sorry for the coughing. Had to go to my girlfriend's Oh this one, is this a find a way or not? Let us know in the comments. Alright. Leif Alwan. Had to go to my girlfriend's birthday party on FA Cup final day. Spent the day playing football with a kid that was allowed to check the scores since he didn't have the scorned look of a girlfriend. Made sure to send him to check the scores and give me updates. Everyone thought I was a gent for keeping the kid occupied when he was saving me from small talk. Hashtag find a way. I don't understand that. What's it? He was playing football. Why wasn't he watching? Why you haven't you found a way. So you actually chose to play football instead of watching your team. So you, you, you haven't found a way at all here, mate. I'm what? not sure about that one. Look, look at the f- let me read the first sentence for you again. Had to go to my girlfriend's friend's birthday party on an FA Cup final day. You haven't found a way, Laith. You should be ashamed of that comment. You, Less of that. You, yeah, you, your first sentence, it says that you, you've done the exact opposite. Actually, any, if anything, that soldier's lost in battle. Don't worry, it's fine. Owen Taylor, he stepped up, he found a way. I once went to Inter Milan versus Lazio at the San Siro with my fiance. We didn't know we had to bring our passports. The missus turned on the waterworks for the old Italian man crying, I'm from Australia, I didn't know. We were ushered off to a different gate and quietly let in. <laughs> Clap for the They're fiance. They're playing for the missus well. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They both found the way. Now, this is the one. Here we go. Randy Barstewart. I don't think that's his real name. <laughs> Just checking in with a story. Back in the glory days of Zola, being in charge of the mighty hammers, I was in the army, roughly halfway through a tour of Afghanistan. A friend of mine had got tickets to the opening game of the season, away at Wolves, and invited me along as I would be back on R&R holiday. Rest and relax, was it? Rest and recoup, whatever. The only problem, the missus, brackets, here after known as Zero Alpha, had other plans. <laughs> She wanted to spend my first few days at her flat with her parents. Oh. Oh, no. Before we departed to the Lake District for some personal time, I was having none of this. I formulated a plan. 
What's the next song? Is that going to kick off? I mean, it doesn't matter. There we go. On my way back, I called Zero Alpha from Cyprus, regrettably informing her my flight was delayed, <laughs> probably tempting fate as the plane later developed a genuine fault before takeoff, delaying us for six hours. Eventually, we continued our journey, and my mate met me at Bryce Norton Airport, and we flew up the M40, throwing a few beers down me while getting out of uniform and trying to squeeze into a small claret polo shirt and chinos. Hashtag hench. <laughs> <laughs> we arrived at the game only a few minutes late and had a fantastic time. I am not ashamed to admit I spent a fair portion of the game and a few hours after dining out on my new suntan and I was in a so sorry state by the end of it. My mate dropped me off back at the airport and I called the missus, telling her I had finally arrived back in the UK. I got, my f I got my fat drunken head down on the floor in the arrivals lounge and awoke much later to Zero Alpha's beaming smiles. A loving embrace followed and we headed to the car as she thanked me for dressing up so smart to meet her parents. Two new away win and Zero Alpha didn't find out until my mates put pictures up of our ultra top secret match on Facebook the next day. Awkward. Oh, no. <laughs> Randy Barstewart. That wow. might be the best one we've had yet. That's that, definitely that, the best clearly one, the best one. Um, can I say though that I understand the missus, actually. I understand if you've been away in the army, <laughs> which must be very stressful for those left at home. Yeah. But, uh, you know wanting to spend time together, rather than you go to the football. Yeah, but it's, it's opening day. Yeah, you want to watch his team play. It's opening Mate, day, that, though. Randall, That's why I love that. Absolutely amazing. That's what I love about all football fans that you can do with the soap opera of football. You can always go, but it's the third it's round of the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's, if we win it, this, we're three points off the player. But when you say, my, my missus is becoming much more, she's, she's wiser now than she was before about it. And I was like, Cardiff. We haven't played Cardiff in the Premier League for seven years. Do you understand the gravity? Um, no, I'm, I'm really lucky though. Really lucky. You're so lucky. Three cheers for your missus. Again. Hip again. Hooray. 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 But she just goes, yeah, you can watch what you want. Actually, she does something even cuter. She said, I say, oh, Spurs are playing tonight. She goes, Spurs wow. playing tonight? Oh, Fam rolls her eyes. Spurs playing. Oh, that would be good. And then she'll watch it for me, with me for a bit and then go and do the iron or something. God, we have different, different lives. It's not always easy, though. It's not always easy. You've got to work at relationships. You've got to work at... Yeah, you don't seem to be happy. No, I, no I do. Wow. Believe me. Who am I? <coughs> <coughs> Last week, we uh, gave you two questions. One's for the uh, elders, one for the weekend elders. One for the youngers. Mm. Um, so, first one was, I'm now retired but won 38 caps for my country, which included playing at a World Cup finals. Three years after playing in the World Cup, I scored a winner in an FA Cup final and then later joined the team I had scored against in that FA Cup final. Who am I? The answer was Norman Whiteside. Throwback. Good. Old school. You got that. Do you know what? So, one bloke chirping up in the comments. Yeah. He's going to stop doing the, stop doing the trivia. I was like, oh, I can't get it, mate, can you? <laughs> Give me that shit. This, this trivia's been that's been in one for the weekend since the beginning. Yeah, I'm I'm with him. No, you're not. People love it. Do they? Yeah. The what? other one was, I played for two Premier League teams and two international teams. I also won the Golden Boot at a major tournament. Who am I? Is that is that this week's question? No, right. that was last week's. Oh the answer was Davos Suka. All right. No one got even. Next one. Right. This week's one. Can, if I get this, can I spoil it? Because I don't know what the answer is. Sure. But we're not going to have dead air, so you, better, you have to get it quickly. All right. All right. I was born in 1981. I made my Premier League debut in 2006 and went on to score five Premier League hat-tricks. For my country, I won 78 full international caps. I played for three Premier League clubs. I also played in Germany and France. Who am I? Germany and France. I could be loads of people, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Uh, we've had a tough time when it comes to terrorist banter, but we go again. Camera on, Flav, please. See if we can get a chuckle out of him. Now, I've got three from the people in the comments who've tried to offer some kind of humorous um, moments from the world of football, well, from the terraces in particular. 
And then uh, I've got one myself, which you haven't seen, but you can watch it live on the podcast and see if that makes you chuckle. Right, first one. Joe McGloin, hashtag Terrace Banter. This is one for Flav. Waiting outside Wembley, trying to get into the station after the game when we all broke out into, we're all pregnant, we want to go home. What? Yeah, I thought it was terrible as well. What does that mean? I don't know. Sam James. Hi, lads. Just checking in. Not so much hashtag Terrace Banter. Why did you include it? Because, I mean, these guys need to be shown up for the lack of you that they're offering. Yeah, you're putting me through it. Just leave a comment. All right. Next time. Uh, Sam James said this. Uh, this happened after a match. I went to Spurs versus Arsenal years ago. Danny Rose's debut wonder goal. After Danny Rose's debut wonder goal. Yeah. Anyway, after the game, one bloke who had a few started solo chanting to the tune of Can't Take My Eyes Off You. He went, I love you, Gomez. And if it's quite all right, I love you, Gomez. I'll let you my wife. I love you, Gomez. I wish I was Brazilian too. I'm a Spurs fan. I remember it. Is it funny? Well, I mean, it, it might have been funny at the time, but I've heard it ages ago. So not at this stage anymore. No. Okay. Uh, maybe an Arsenal one, maybe because you won't have heard that one. Um, Jimmy Crypto. Hashtag Terrace Banter. Remember hearing this from Arsenal fans under Arsene Wenger on away days and then hearing this... Oh, no, I don't want to give him... Then hearing this... Um, right. Oh, Arsene Wenger's passed it. His tactics are too old. All he does is sit there and leave it to Steve Bold. Just waves his arms. He's tragic. Can't even find his zip. And if you think it's time for change, then join in with this stick. Oh! Oh, I mean, that's horrendous. Really bad. I had a little sick up in my mouth. Did you? Yeah, a bit. Right, last one then. Newcastle fans. Do I join in with the shtick? Let's see if we can get something out of you here. See if we can finally get a laugh from him. Because I thought this was all right. And we can obviously play it, you see. That's the thing. Um, right, Flav, whenever you're ready. I'm ready. Newcastle fans to Jordan Pickford after, of course, he had a bit of a nightmare, didn't he, last week? Yeah, no, I quite like that. That's can't it was weird. He's only got little alarms. He's only got little alarms. Well, there you go. We've got our first one. Yeah, it was good. Good on Buzzing. you. I've heard of that. I've heard a lot of this. Um, if you've got some terrorist banter that can actually make Flab laugh, we, we've seen it can be done. Um, room 69, quick one here, and then on to Flame's advice. Um, Combined 11s, Chips and Gravy Davy says. The reason I bring this up is because Tim Sherwood on um, The Debate, he said he wouldn't put a single Arsenal player in a combined Spurs and Arsenal team. And then you lost, didn't you? Lost 4-2. Um, so do I you think combined 11s should maybe go into Room 69 to stop future Derby Day embarrassment for you? For me, for Spurs, yeah. Well, it's Tim Sherwood, not ours, isn't it? It's his opinion, mm. and you know, as I've said many times, Tim Sherwood was our worst ever manager. <laughs> I think, yeah. Um, he was, he was quite he did good. Well, didn't he? he? He did. No, he did. He did terribly. He's poor, didn't he? <coughs> no. <coughs> no, we didn't finish fourth. Um, he, he's, um, look, uh, combined the 11s are stupid. It's, it's, it's just content that gets beautifully shared around Twitter. It's designed for, it's designed. It's a bit it's fun though, isn't it? So yeah, it's just, yeah, that's it. So it's just a bit of fun. So why does everyone lose the I don't time? know. That's what I was, I was, I thought you were going to go, yeah, get rid of them. I mean, before, I don't really see, before I don't the game. I so angry about it. Before the, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, get rid, let's, let's get rid of them then. Uh, before the game. What about Tim Sherwood? You want him to chuck him in? Yeah. Yeah, you can go. Yeah, you can go. Okay. Um, right. Final one. Flames advice. Now, last week, we were all angry. Some people were angry at me. Rightly, rightly so. Well, because there was an update there and I needed it to be glaring to make sure we got an update. Why were they after. angry at you? They were angry at me because I'd said that there's, there's, there's updates. 
from previous Flames Advice. So oh, but for you those didn't you don't give know, us this one. For those of you who don't know, I'm James, this is Flav, together we are Flames. And we offer advice to you guys, advice that, get, that works. We get you through every storm in your life, as Flav said last week. But there was a bagel guy, wanted to ask his girl out, they did. A lot of stuff's gone down. Go check out the previous podcast, go to the end bit and you'll see that. Okay. But we have an update from VTalks, a.k.a. Bagel, bagel guy. guy. He said this. Hi, James and Flav. Namaste, Tanvir. Wow, I appreciate that. Sorry for the delay in the update. Yeah. Two weeks. I apologise to you three and you everyone three? in the comment section. It's me and you and then yeah. Tanvir. <laughs> I have been struggling to find the right time to ask her out. It's not about the courage, but rather the situation. I feel kind of weird asking her out with other customers, three or four of them <laughs> at any given time. So again, very quickly, there's this girl, bagel guy likes the girl it's from this bagel place. He's giving him loads of schmear. He thinks she likes him. He hasn't asked her out yet. Should he ask her out? Yeah. Um, I thought I cornered her one time when she was the only employee in the front there. But just as I was about to ask her, this old woman came out of nowhere and started asking something about flavours of bagels. Like, read the situation! Jesus. Why is he cornering her? Yeah, cornering is the wrong language. Yeah, he That's didn't, yeah. Well, let That's me know he's he a nice guy, though. He's taking his time with this. Don't, don't <laughs> spout that. Anyways, I sort of managed to ask her out. Right. Oh, okay. Eventually. But when I did, she thought it was a joke. Well, what did he say? Here's what happened. She was not working the counter, but rather working on the coffee machines in the shop. I thought it was the right time as she was away from the other employees and no customer would have bothered her as she was not attending their orders. I walked up to her, talked, sorry, I'm about to cough, talked with her for a bit and then said, can I buy you a cup of coffee? All right. She just laughed, said good one and told me that no need to buy coffee. She gets it for free as she works there. Yeah. Understandably, the shop exclusively sells only bagels and coffee. In hindsight, I should have asked her for a drink or at least not for a coffee when she was actually preparing some. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry about the coffee. Um, it's been confusing times since then. Did I actually ask her out and did she turn me down? Not sure what I do from here because if she did turn me down, she would think that I'm pestering her. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's no change in the amount of schmear. But is it guilt schmear? <laughs> All help suggestions would be really appreciated. Cheers, guys. Um, I don't think she thinks you asked her out. I don't know what she thinks. It's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? I there's a lesson to be learned for all of our friends in the podcast here. You, when you do it, do it properly with confidence. Even if you don't feel confident, fake it till you make it. Just, just go. Didn't do it just, properly. Did just go and look. I, I, there was some some confusion the other day, right? I was asking for a coffee. Yeah, just all right. Be clear, I think. But w I yeah. wasn't. That was just. It was just a device. I want to go out with you. Will you go out? <laughs> oh, no, with no, me? you don't. Yeah, go. Well, go out with me. Yeah, just give her the eyes. Maybe propose. What? Yeah, go. Just. Do you, do you know what you don't do, right? Because I bet he's thinking this now because he's had a nightmare already. He goes, oh no, let, don't say, don't say drink. Let's say food. Do you want to go out for food? But then when you go to her, oh, do you want to go out some, for some food? Maybe some bagels. <laughs> then you might have done the same thing. So don't say bagels. Yeah, yeah definitely don't say bagels. Because <laughs> she'll go, just oh say, yeah, good one. Actually, just I say, get look, bagels for free here. Just say, do you want to go out for a drink? Yeah, do you want to go out for a drink? I, I think you're really pretty. Do you want to go out for a drink? You seem great. You, you seem You really seem cool. lovely. You give me lots of schmear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't think no, 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 no. Don't, no, don't, don't acknowledge, acknowledge the schmear. Oh, no, never because acknowledge the schmear. If he turns ago. you down, then she might take. She might take away. If she turns him down, she, if he doesn't approach it in the right way, and she turns him down, he, he can never go back there anyway. Mate, life's to live. Go in. Go for it, say, though. look, I think you're really pretty. What's the worst? I'd love to take you out for a drink. Any, any, any dice. And she'll go, oh, sorry. And he dies. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he dies. And he dies. That's it. Done. Um, I and she might go, yeah, why not? And you know what? I found that actually calling uh, a lady pretty, it might sound, I don't know if it sounds too, I don't know what it sounds like, but I just think it's, like if someone, someone says to me, oh, you're handsome. Would you go, like, no, nice does it have to be that? Can you actually go, you seem really cool? I'd love to just be like, oh, you yeah. seem really nice. Like, let's go, let's go grab a drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's probably it. Let's go for it, let's, mate. Let's creep Come on it. now, less, come less on noise. now. Hey, camera on me, please, Tommy. Okay. Come on now. <laughs> Now's the time here, son. 
running out of time. And when you're, in there, when you're in there, what you'll happen is you'll overthink it. You'll overthink it and your brain will start going and you'll overthink it. What you need to do is clear your, fo- clear your head. And you go five, four, three, two, one, and you just go and do it. That wasn't it. That you're not, just, you, you, we're not doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, got another update from last week as well. Hawkey. What was disappointing this one? Hawkey, uh, he'd found a girl on Tinder that he really, really liked when he was about and 15. He, and he set up this creepy party. He said, well, I didn't think it was creepy. <laughs> right. It was a good move. Yeah. Um, go on then. So, yeah, quick update here before we get into this week's uh, question. Uh, appreciate the advice, lads. The hand waving killed me. Hawkey. Hawkey. Um, Hawkey killed me. Going to sneak it into my dance floor routine on the next night out because she wasn't at the last one. Yeah, it was such a long shot. She doesn't know about this long shot, though, unless she's smart enough to listen to the podcast. Yeah. Um, So go again, son. I like like that idea. I think it works. What, 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 are you going to keep organising nights out and hope parties and hope she turns up? Once a month. (laughs) No? She ain't turning up. Did she not get the invite? So what does he do now? What does he know? I don't know. How do you reach out? How do you reach out? Well, reach out, go out, tell her how you feel. Just say, look, I always fancied you. Let's go out for a drink. You're really pretty. You've got pretty eyes. Yeah, just reach out to her. Stop playing silly buggers. Let's just go. Okay, right. This is this is This is This is up. As AXZ60. What was the grimace for? I'm just processing what the, the possible outcomes of reaching out to this bird lady. What, for Hawkey? Yeah. Because, like, it could be that they that it becomes, oh, you, you see what he did? But then you think, who are these people and who cares? I mean... Oh, well, he could actually go, oh, look, I tried to set up a whole night just to see you. No, don't say that. No, yeah, uh, do, do not say that. that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that's what you were saying. No. I was say. no. Uh, yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Because if he goes, if he just gets her number and goes, oh, like, how do you open that? It's tough. Mm. You might have to play a long game with that one, mate. Uh, so, AXZ60, right, I need some Flames advice. I recently moved to Brighton to do my Masters. In my intro lecture, I see this beautiful hipster girl with round glasses and a Rachel haircut, Rachel from Friends, I presume, that I couldn't stop thinking about the whole lecture. I naturally proceeded to make conversation with her. After a while of conversation, she mentions her boyfriend. And out of respect, I decided not to pursue her any longer. <laughs> Good. Two months go past. Some of us decide to go on a night out. Uh, and let's... So he's, he's going to call her Jill, for the sake of this, for her privacy. Mm. Class act. Jill found herself... Uh, fa- Jill um. found herself alone while our pal went to get a drink. We were having a deep conversation about our past until our pal shows up from the bar. When I diverted my attention to him, she quickly put this amazing red lippy on and scrambled her hair in an attempt to organise it. I didn't think too much of it at first, but she kept getting closer to me when we were uh, alone for the rest of the night. There was a point in the club where we were left uh, totally alone. We got totally face to face and I wanted nothing more than to kiss her. And I think she felt the same way too. However, I just couldn't go through with it. Just the Bollywood films when the hero turns away from the heroine before the climactic kiss. I turned away. Brackets, ask Tanvir to show you clips of this from Bollywood films. I can show you clips. Sweet. I, I went home that night, guilty and confused. I wanted nothing more than to steal her, but that made me feel guiltier. On Friday night, I had to go home for the weekend so I can drop my mom off at the airport. When I get home, she texts me to ask if I'm free. She texted me at a time when it would be hard for most of my friends to get to the uni pub. And it was at a night when she normally doesn't see her boyfriend. Was she trying to get on? Was she trying to get me on my own? Yes. What shall I do? Shall I disrespect her great relationship with a great guy? So you must know the guy. And ask her if she feels the way I do. Or shall I leave it and move on? I need help, he says. Uh, well, obviously, if you fancy, you don't leave it and move on. But also, you've got to respect the fact that she's in a relationship. <clears throat> if she wants, you've got to say to her, look, is there something between us? There clearly is. And things are going to go brilliantly for you. But you should insist that she makes moves to end a relationship. Here's a question. Once you've established the fact that there is a genuine connection between you. I'd like to know 
could you take this other dude? <laughs> could you that is besides what? the point. No, <laughs> that isn't relevant. That it is, is relevant. besides the it point. Relevant. It, it doesn't matter whether you can take him or not. It is relevant. Just be as respectful as you can. Continue to do what Flav said, which yeah. is actually good. Do, good do, no, I tell you, look, if he's if he's five foot four and the dude's six foot four, what? It, he, he acts differently. That's that. I mean, I, I think yeah, it's yeah. about being a good human being, not yeah, about whether or not you, you give me this moral high ground, guys. I'm going to tell it how it is. That's not how it is. That's how yeah. what people happens, but you don't have to be a part of that problem. Yeah, yeah. I'm joking. We, a little we respect. Bit. We respect. I do think that is. But respect it. It's not. It's not down to him. If he's mates with the other dude, if he is mates with the other dude, then then fine. But if he's not, it's not on him. It's on her to stop that. Uh, yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine for you if that's what you think. But for me, if I was doing it, I wouldn't. You could absolutely screw up someone else's life because you fancy a girl. You should say to look, we could do something, but you're in a relationship, so you need to sort that that's, situation. That's a very mature way. Of yeah. Then you can. Well, I'm just thinking about how it would affect me if I was that guy. What do you think, T? Yeah, I would. I would. I would choose Flav's way. That's great advice. Solid. Yeah, and she'll respect you for more. And if she was like, yeah, don't really like to hell with my boyfriend, what is she going to be like with you? Big red flags. What is she going to be like with you two years down the line if you, she was so easily ready to cheat on her boyfriend? What happens when you fall for her and you're like, hang on, what, who, who, who's she talking to? That's, that's, that's where I'm at. Wow. But yeah, the answer to your question is yeah, she's, she's, she's definitely game. And you're as game as you are, by the sound of it. She does seem keen. Um, yeah, good luck, mate. Let's know you get on. Make sure you update. Um, and bagel guy, come on, time. Come on. That's it for another one for the weekend. We hope you've enjoyed it. Um, like, subscribe, comment down below. Come on, bagel guy. Peace. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.